Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I know after that card on Monday, I could really use a hug. It was ugly, ugly, ugly. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're going to have days like that. We've had them before. We'll have them again. But I always say that toughest win on the card to get is the very first one. Unfortunately for me, it didn't come on Monday. I'll be sweating it out on Tuesday. Then to add insult to injury, the wife just informed me that that Valentine's Day tradition I have of giving her a nice big old box of quality chocolates and then her having just a couple the first day, couple the second day, then offering me the box on the third day, well, that's over. She says I need to be on my diet, I need to exercise, and I will not be getting the excess chocolates this year. Oh, that's not good. So now let's recap the losing card for Monday. And I went to Google and I asked Google, what is the most disappointing season ever for a preseason number one team in college basketball? The answer Google spit out was the 1988 Syracuse Orangemen. They lost in the second round to Rhode Island of the NC2A tournament a year after losing to Indiana in the 87 National Championship game. Well, this year, as it sits today, preseason number one North Carolina might be on the outside looking in of the NC2A. The Tar Heels minus the four against Miami. Needless to say, I lost that bet and I'm a little bitter about it. My second play on the card was Texas minus the three and a half at the double T. I knew the Red Raiders were good at home of late, but I didn't think they would shoot lights out like they did. Texas teased me. They battled back. They made it interesting. They tied it up. They gave me hope. But in the end, the Red Raiders break my heart and I lose that ticket. Then I played North Carolina A&T. They were on the road at Monmouth, a team that started 1-20 and this season. But for the second time this year, they beat A&T, and I lose that ticket. Then for the second time in seven days, I lose on Arkansas Pine Bluff. Have yet to watch one of their games, but I've lost two of them. They're on the 30-day list. I won't be betting them on a future Monday. Thankfully, they're off the card. On Twitter, I gave you no winners. You had no hope. You picked the dog with the least amount of fleas. You backed Texas. That obviously lost. Then our OPP plays, we actually cash a couple tickets. We cash on Norfolk State minus the 14 and a half. We cash on the Charlotte Hornets plus the five and a half. We lose on Calgary and Ottawa under the six and a half. That actually only had four goals with about three minutes to go. They got two, sent it to overtime. And then obviously we lose at that point. So add it all together. We lose $40 on the day. And now we hope Tuesday will be a better day. Confidence a little shaken here, so we'll see how it goes. But we start in the Big East. It is Providence plus the two against Creighton. So Creighton is healthy and red hot. Coach McDermott and his Blue Jays have won eight consecutive basketball games. They're now 11-3 in the Big East. They're 17-8 and overall. That eight-game winning streak actually started against Providence. The Jays held the Friars to just 38% shooting, in the first meeting, in route to a six-point victory. Providence, though, is still in the mix of the Big East. They're just a game and a half out of first. They're 10-4 and four in conference. They're 18-7 and seven overall, but they've lost two of three games. Providence has beat Marquette and UConn at home so far this season. Ed Cooley's club is actually a perfect 13-0 at home this season. Creighton, meanwhile, they're 3-4 and four on the road this year, but they do have a nice quality win at Seton Hall. But tonight, the winning streak will come to an end. Give me Providence plus the two over Creighton. Next up, we stay in the Big East. It is DePaul plus the one and a half against St. John's. 
So unfortunately, another disappointing season so far in the Windy City for the Blue Demons. 3-11 in the Big East, 9-16 and 16 overall, six consecutive losses, including the one and only Big East win for Georgetown. Meanwhile, St. John's has had a mu- has a much better record, but they have the same level of disappointment with the season. The Red Storm are 5 and 10 in the Big East. They're 15 and 11 overall after the big win over Providence on Saturday. So they come in with a little more confidence after that game anyway. The Johnnies crushed the Blue Demons by 19 in the first meeting. They shot over 51% in that game. Meanwhile, DePaul shot only 39%. The Demons were just 7 of 30 from beyond the arc. I share it every time these two teams meet, but I would give anything to get back to the level of success that Ray Meyer had at DePaul and Louis Carnesecca had at St. John's. These are two-storied programs in big cities that I would love to see have success. DePaul beat Xavier at home this year. They can definitely beat St. John's. So give me the Blue Demons at home, plus the one and a half over St. John's. Next up, we head to the Big 12. It is Oklahoma plus the one against Kansas State. So Oklahoma has dropped four consecutive games, all by double digits since that upset win over Alabama. The Sooners are 2-10 and in the Big 12, their last place in the conference. They're 12-13 and overall. K-State enters this one coming off an eight-point loss at Texas Tech. They're now 7-5 and in the conference, 19-6 and overall, and 3-5 and on the road. The Wildcats still have great computer numbers. This is a good ball club. They beat Texas and Baylor on the road this season, but Oklahoma is better than their record. After head coach Porter Moser stated his intent to stay at Oklahoma and not pursue the Notre Dame job, I expect a spirited effort from the Sooners tonight. So give me Oklahoma at home plus the one over Kansas State. Then the final game of the card for you is in the Missouri Valley. It is Southern Illinois. Minus the three and a half at Valparaiso. So Arch Madness in St. Louis is just around the corner. Only four games to go in the Valley regular season. Southern Illinois has dropped three of five, including a 23-point loss at Drake over the weekend. The Salukis are still a game out of first, but they're also just a game out of sixth place. That's how competitive the Valley is. Southern Illinois is 11 and five in the Valley. They're 19 and eight overall and they're 6-6 six and six on the road. Valparaiso ended their three-game skid with a win over Illinois State over the weekend. The Beacons are 5-11 in the Valley. They're 11-16 overall, and they're 8-5 at home. Southern Illinois only gives up 61.9 points per game. That's the old-fashioned Valley defense that I love. I think they find a way to win this one and cover this one on the road. I'm on Southern Illinois, minus the 3.5 at Valparaiso. So let's recap your card for a Tuesday. Please give me a winner. I'm on Providence plus the two against Creighton. I'm on DePaul plus the one and a half over St. John's. I'm on Oklahoma plus the one over Kansas State. And I'm on Southern Illinois minus the three and a half at Valparaiso. So that's your Valentine's Day card for a Tuesday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.